Hey, hey, Michigan Maniacs. This is the Michigan Maniac Podcast, and I am your host, Adam Brewer. Uh, this is the big game pregame Nebraska. Now, before we get into it, uh, let's go ahead and do that housekeeping that everybody loves so much. You will find me on all platforms, all social media platforms under Pod Maniacs Podcast. Uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, uh, fan group, uh, YouTube, all of it. You'll find it either under Michigan Maniacs or Maniacs Podcast. Either way, Instagram, all of it. So, with that being said, go to Apple Podcasts, because you can go to any other uh, platform that you listen to, but that's one of the main ones that gets me in front of a bigger algorithm or a bigger audience because of the algorithm. Um, Leave a review. Uh, five star, heck, even if it's a bad one, we all know I love bad ones. Uh, I love good ones more, but you know what I mean. I'll take a five star review no matter what you say. Uh, also, go to uh, YouTube, subscribe, listen, all that kind of stuff. Have a good time. Uh, I do. I still have some stickers, so if you guys do that your first time, first time subscriber or uh, rate and reviewer. Go ahead and then DM me. Let me know your name or fake name or address, P.O. box, whatever. I don't care. I will send you a couple stickers. So, let's get into this. Whew. Now, at the beginning of the season, right, when we, when I did the uh, the season uh, total, you know, like we went over each game and I predicted what I thought would go on or who would win, whatever, I uh, did not think Nebraska was going to be much of a problem, to be quite honest. I thought this was one of those locked games for us. I didn't think it was going to even present any type of physical nothing to us. I thought this was just going to be a walk in the park. Um, I, however, have changed my tune on this. I still think we're going to win, obviously. But this is um, one of many improving tests that we get throughout this season, right? In our search for uh, legitimacy, on our search for hopefully a Big Ten title and a victory over Ohio State. So in order for us to continue to, you know, get to those goals, we have to beat hard teams on our schedule. And this season has become harder and harder as as it looks like the year is progressing. So anyways, getting to that, I think the Nebraska – is the best team that we will face up to this point in the season. By far, well, not the best defense, but close. But definitely the best offense that we have faced this whole season. So, Adrian Martinez is a beast. A 100% beast. Uh, If we had problems with uh, Vedral, with the RPO, then we are definitely going to have problems with Adrian Martinez. Now, not that we, not that the coaching staff isn't well aware of that. Um, I still think now that I look at it and really kind of, uh, you know, thought about it a little bit more, I think Michigan second half against Rutgers got caught up looking past Rutgers and looking to Wisconsin. So I can, I think that kind of, uh, tells you why we had such a hard time. Plus also you lose Ross, for the second half of that game creates problems. So I, I think we're going to handle it better, and I think ultimately we can and will stop Adrian Martinez, but he is going to be a problem. I mean, the kid so far has something like, um, let me look it up here. Martinez, where the heck I had you up here? 
Martinez has some like uh, 400 yards rushing, and he's got uh, 12, no, 14, he's got 1,400 yards passing, six touchdowns, two interceptions. He's been sacked, however, 18 times. That's huge for us. We had six in the last game. Michigan State had, I believe, six or seven sacks against them when they played earlier a few weeks ago. Okay, so the offensive line's not great. Okay, the but because it's not great, he can really he's very used to moving around. But that also means if we have good coverage, if if it looks like we're going to get a lot of coverage sacks, would be my guess. Um, but he has he's a what 100 out of 150 for 1463 and six touchdowns, two interceptions. He also has 80 rushes, 80 rushes already as a quarterback, 80 rushes for 412 and nine touchdowns. That's right, nine rushing touchdowns. So in the red zone, very scary. So the less though the less we have them on our 20, the better, right? But so he creates a main problem, but you take him away. You shut him down, just like every other team, right, that's quarterback heavy. It's done. It's over. They can't do anything. Their, their running backs aren't great. They're, they're serviceable, but they're not great. Um, their wide receivers, there's one that's really pretty decent. Um, Toure, I think his name is. Uh, yeah, I think it's Toure. I think he is an actual uh, transfer so once again, creating that college parity, lifting up teams that would take years to get uh, back up, helping along. You know, Nebraska obviously being one of those. So he's got 24 receptions for 483 yards, and then three touchdowns. The running game, it's obviously their leading rusher has 55 carries for 231 and two touchdowns. So like I said, not a dominant run game. Because that offensive line seems to have massive problems with it. Because uh, if you're allowing your quarterback to get sacked 18 times in such a short, we're what, at the halfway point of the season so far, and they already have 18 sacks, um, I think that's a, that's a good sign for our front seven. You know, a very good sign, actually. So if, we, if our cornerbacks can just be lively and just not fall... Keep your eyes where they need to be is basically what I'm trying to say. Um, but, yeah, this is a much better team. Like, defensively, they're in total defense, they're 32nd in the nation. Very good. Um, against the rush, they are 30th in the nation. I mean, their scoring defense is 15th in the nation, allowing 17.2 points per game. No team has scored... Well, only one team has scored over uh, scored thirty points on them all season long, and that was in the beginning of the season on uh, what week zero they call it when they played uh, Illinois. That was it. Even Oklahoma only scored twenty three points. So this defense plays fast, plays hard. They're they are a lesser version of I would say Wisconsin because you've got big big boys up front, decent. Very decent to above average cornerbacks, and their linebackers are right there. Their linebackers are very good. So front seven, I'd say, is above average. Cornerbacks' backfield is medium, right? Still, what? Like I said, total. they're the 32nd total 
total defense in the nation in yards, and then 15th overall in scoring. Not bad. That is best. That is basically the second best defense we've faced all season. So, better offense, second best defense. This game is for sure going to be the hardest game we've played all season long. We're also going into another super hard place to play. I know Nebraska in general has been a joke since they've come into the Big Ten, but Lincoln, Nebraska has a long history of fanaticism. They love, love, love their Cornhuskers, and they cannot wait to watch us go down because there's always that, you know, that 97 history we have with them, you know, that split national title, the whole coaching staff, the whole coaching poll that, you know, felt bad for Osborne because that was his last, I think that was his last season, I believe. So he was retiring, so they wanted to give him a going-away present, basically, and that was before the you know any type of playoff system we've ever had so you know you needed split champ we had men very for all you old heads you know we had a lot of split national titles very few uh you know unanimous national titles because you had to get the associated and you had to get the coaches poll um so we have that 97 history with them. We hate them. They hate us. They can't wait to give us our first loss in a blackout, first of all. So, that, you know, and then they make, <laughs> then they're feeling themselves. You can tell they're feeling themselves because they made the same mistake that Washington made when I th- one of their uh, linebackers, I think, or defensive players, and I wish, uh, I wish I would have written down this kid's name, but um, made the same thing. You think you're going to run on the black shirts? Bring it on. Okay, we'll see what happens. Uh, we took we took on the number one defense in the nation, Wisconsin, and rushed on them more than they had allowed all season long. Right, nine yards to to Notre Dame, like fifteen to twenty yards with Penn State, and probably negative a thousand against you know Eastern Michigan. Then we put one hundred and twelve on them. Now listen, that's it. Doesn't sound like it's a lot. One hundred and twelve yards per like total between what two three running backs but still it was effective enough to loosen up that the defensive backs and then we got the job done right so that's basically what we're going to have to do with these guys here we're going to have to have an effective running game As a matter of fact that is one of the uh, keys to victory that i have is that you, we have to have an effective running game we basically have to have the same game plan that we had going into wisconsin but maybe have to put a few little twists in it just because you know they're they're watching that tape and they're breaking that's the that's probably the one tape that they're really paying attention to is that Wisconsin one. So we're we might have to twist it up a little bit, change it up, but you definitely need the run to get the pass going and get that play action. And once that play action goes, then you can hit them back up. It's the one two jab, you know what I mean with the pass and the run. So you definitely need that going. Um Effective running game first. Now, listen, if we start beating them up with the run, you know, they do allow um, the 30th in the nation against the run. So they're averaging about 120 per game. Now, we're not too – we're right ahead of them at 27th in the nation at 114 per. So we have to – we really have to – another key to this victory is we have to stop Martinez right we have to just plain and simple we have to start stop the rpo because 
Nebraska and Scott Frost, he's going to do one thing. Outside of being a hard-hitting team, they're going to run the RPO like crazy. It's the new updated version of the option to a certain extent, you know. And that's what Nebraska's always loved doing is that option. So they're going to do that. I just you, you can see it coming. You can hear him basically say it. They're going to hit us in the mouth with that and see if we can stop Martinez. Now, like I said, that's going to be the biggest problem that I think we will have. And I think if we can, I don't know, I've already said it. You already know. If we can stop him, we win this game. That's I'm not worried about anything else because, like I told you, the running game can't can't beat us. And he's their running game. So if we stop him, it's done. Um, Passing game, same thing. Uh, but what the so the one player that I think is the not so obvious player that needs to have a big game is that Nikhil Hill Green because he's going to be on the outside a lot and he's going to have to put his eyes in the right position to know if Martinez is going to keep that ball or if he's going to drop back and like dump it off because I've seen him do it a lot. They they fake. He, he runs down the line, and then he drops it to the tight end or a, or a wide receiver cutting across or whatever, right? They're very effective with this stuff. And then when that starts working, then that's when he starts gouging you in the middle, kind of like Noah Vedral did in the second half of that Rutgers game. So, But this is like the elite level of the RPL. So the Hill Green's going to need a great game. I think he's the not-so-obvious star this week. Also, the cornerbacks, I believe, you know, you get um, Green, Gray, and DJ Turner playing like they have been because a lot of these sacks that we got against Wisconsin was they were coverage sacks because we were shutting down the run all day long and they didn't have anywhere else to go because we had shut down their passing game and just how fast our front seven is. It doesn't, you don't need much time. You know, you get a couple seconds, and if you can't get that off, you know, Hutchinson and Ajabo are going to get you. If not, Chris Hinton, Mozzie Smith. Mozzie Smith is quietly putting together a pretty good season. Uh, he's looking – he's big, but he moves so well now. Like, he doesn't get as tired. You don't see him, like, loafing about. And when you really look at him, he's got a big body, but it's – it's he's – a younger version of maybe an Aaron Donald, maybe? Can I say that? Aaron Donald does one of the most impressive defensive tackles I've ever seen in my lifetime. So I'm not trying to compare talent level, but body style, he's starting to get there. I mean, he still has a few years, but he's getting there. So it's kind of impressive. I, I'm really a big fan of Mozzie right now. I think he's one of the more impressive. Chris Hinton's finally starting to show. He's finally starting to show, um, like gleam, like glimpses of what he's supposed to be, right at the, at the right time. This team is really just impressing me. Um, if I could just say, like, there's been a few things out that the stories that you've heard, and the one that really sticks with me, the one that I love the most, is well, not the one I love the most, but one that I really like is the uh, Aiden Hutchinson telling everybody be in the gym. In 10 minutes after we get in the bus, blah, blah, blah. And then they're all there on time. They all put in a good workout and it's, you know, and it's lively and it's everything you want it to be, right? They're putting in that extra time. This is a team that obviously is proving with each week that that they really do care about one another. Unlike 
previous seasons when it didn't even seem like they even knew who each other were. <laughs> you know, like they were just getting phone calls being like, hey, you can show up to the game this week because we need to make we need to put together a roster. You know, it's that kind of thing. Like it, they're they look like they're actually like what they keep saying is a brotherhood, you know. And I mean, then you hear the stories of J.J. McCarthy and Anthony and uh, Donovan Edwards right off the bus going to go get some more practice time in. That is the culture that I'm falling in love with with this team and that I've been dying to see continue since 2016. I think they had it then. I just, you know, stuff happens, I guess, but I'm just happy to see it now. Uh, if you all listen to the the Michigan Man Crush Monday, you'll hear me get a little sappy about uh, Harbaugh. I mean, I'm going to have to stop having real serious conversations and uplifting conversations with my son before I start doing these programs or these uh, these episodes because uh, it got me in the right state of mind to be a little bit emotional about a football team and Jim Harbaugh and all this kind of stuff. So if you haven't listened to it, listen to it and you can laugh because I know I got a little uh, sappy about ridiculousness because, you know, after all, I'm not a Wolverine, but I am a fan since 83, so I bleed maize and blue and just, you know, and I really do have a new appreciation for uh, Jim Harbaugh and everything that he's done. I I really think it's impressive. It's admirable. Uh, usually men of his stature don't have to admit guilt. You know what I mean? They and Or even change what they do because they've had such great success with it and most of the time they can just pawn it off as whatever, whatever they can find reasons to do, you know, and that's, but he didn't do that, and it's very impressive, and I love it. Also, can we talk a little bit about Urban Meyer? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. This dude, I don't know if he's more legendary as a college football coach or a pussy hound. Like, this dude, and I, I, I made a uh, meme of him calling, or Clinton calling him, because pussy hounds know each other, and I'm telling you, there is nobody more prolific, it seems to be, than uh, Clinton, than Urban Meyer's making run at that title, son, because that is some amazing shit right there. I mean, surviving the surviving the rumor when he was at Florida that he had sex with uh, one of the volleyball players. <laughs> oh, classic. Classic pee hound stuff. Uh, then you... I'm surprised he wasn't on uh, Epstein's Island, to be quite honest with you. That orgy island and and Urban Meyer missed out. Man, I don't... I, I can't believe it. There's got... He, he must have been in disguise or something. But he must be kicking himself he missed out on some of them parties. Um... But the real topper is to be just finger-popping buttholes in a bar that, not in just a regular bar, but a bar in Ohio that I believe is named after him. I think it's named after him. (laughs) I saw it. Now, listen, this is just TikTok, but I saw something I posted it on Twitter, by the way. Go to Twitter. Uh, My Twitter thing's starting to pick up a little bit. There have been some real interesting uh, conversations going on. Most of the time I ignore the idiots who just say stupid stuff. Uh, But seriously, I posted this TikTok from somebody who did it. The bar was named after him. And the topper of all this, while he's checking for her temperature with his uh, index finger or whatever, 
he's doing it in the bar with a picture of him and his wife on the wall. Like, not just a small framed picture, but it's like one of these skins that they put on the wall, like a, a mural almost. <laughs> it's, it's him and his wife together as he's checking temperatures on young children. Or, you know, she's of age, obviously. But, I mean, this dude... Oh, yeah. Man, I tell you. Uh, <laughs> I, I can't believe it. it. It really shows you that winning uh, cures. I mean, people go blind and just don't care about winning. Like, if you can win, they will hire you. Even if it's just for a few games, they will hire you. Um, <laughs> and no, he should have never gone to the NFL. I'll be honest with you. So it wouldn't shock me. And I've heard this floated around. It wouldn't shock me if this was his attempt to get the hell out of Jacksonville because he knows how bad it is. He his way of coaching and who he is doesn't isn't going to be successful in the NFL. It just isn't. He has he has zero credibility with professionals. See, now you can be that way if you're Bill Belichick because you have Super Bowls, Super Bowl wins. These pros don't give two shits that you won two national titles with two different teams in college. Could care less. What have you done up in the majors? What have you done in the pros, baby? That's all they care about. And you can't talk down to them and you can't do your your Urban Meyer shtick when these dudes don't care and they make way more money than you plain and simple so he's got to know now that this was a huge pain this is a huge mistake and there's a dream job for him waiting on another coast you know far away where he can get away from ohio where he can get away from florida all that stuff in the midwest and lower south he get away from it all go to la la land and start finger start finger blasting buttholes over in in the L.A. club scene. You know what I mean? Like that's gonna be that's just normal. I mean, you got Harvey Weinstein out there doing the same thing. So I mean, if movie executives are doing it, a freaking college head coach, college head coach could do the same. Like no one's gonna miss that. So <laughs> Irvin, it wouldn't shock me. So now this gets me into one of our fake business sponsors, and that is. Oddball betting. Now, if you're tired of betting sports, bet oddball. <laughs> Perfect example, and we'll stay with the current topic of conversation. Over under five more games for Urban Meyer at Jacksonville. Does he get fired for? And then you can pick reasons. Over under five five more games, or you can add on and parlay. The reason, is it going to be fake heart attack? Is it going to be straight fired from the owner? You, there's plenty of different options to choose from on Oddball. So you could definitely go ahead and pick. You can parlay those both together and then throw it in to a Connor Cook hobo fights. Connor Cook hobo fights. That's right, guys. Connor Cook, and I don't, if you're not a hardcore fan, uh, you won't know who this is because not even his mother knows who he is anymore. He was a quarterback for the Michigan State Spartans who had some very good success in college, went to the pros, and flamed out. That is right. Flamed out and everything that you get paid to play football. So now, to make ends meet, he has now started fighting hobos for money. That's right. Hobo fights. You've got the Connor Hook hobo fights. Now, he goes to different cities throughout the United States, and he fights the city's best and brightest hobos. Uh, so you can 
How many can he beat up in one night is a bet. That's a four-star bet right there. How many hobos can he beat up in one night? Uh, how many punches does it take? Boom. You can parlay those two on with your your Urban Meyer bets, and you can make money. Now, what we're doing here at Oddball is if you go to the promo code and type in Maniac, you get an extra $15 to bet with. That's right. Extra fake $15 to bet with. So maybe you can run that fake fifty, that fake fifteen up to about you know a hundred, two hundred fake dollars. It'd be great. So guys, when you are tired of betting sports, bet oddball. So getting back to this, I, uh, <laughs> I just think I just think Urban Meyer's good job. I mean, I have no words. I, this guy is one of the. He seems like a movie character almost. But let's get let's just get back to uh, to our team. Um. I love this game. I'm very excited to see what this game can bring. It's going to be electric. I mean, uh, a blackout in Lincoln, Nebraska. Can, here's another one, can Michigan turn Thunderstruck, which I believe Nebraska plays also in the beginning of the fourth, can they turn that song into their song? You know, take that same power away from Nebraska like they did with Wisconsin. Can they use that to supercharge that defense to go out there in the fourth quarter to make some big plays like they did against Wisconsin. This is a, almost a carbon copy game of Wisconsin, but just at night, uh, it's it's very similar. Like, I can't wait to see what this is. Now, this isn't a trap game. A lot of people say that, well, you know, they're looking forward to the bye week. Well, we can't afford to look past anyone this season. I mean, I guess you could say maybe you could take your foot off the gas a little bit against Northwestern. I wouldn't I wouldn't say that you should just because you don't want to you don't want to trip up a beautiful season with something stupid, you know, like we did against Iowa in 2016. Even though Iowa was pretty good, but still, you know, nighttime at Kinnick's a whole another world. But um yeah, guys, I just I, I think we got a chance here. I I, I well got a chance. We're gonna win. Uh, I just I a chance. I mean, at this season, it's just it's been so great just to be able to sit back and relax and just like really enjoy watching this team. Let alone just take winning off of it. Just watching them enjoy playing the sport. That's been fun for me alone. It's just watching them play a sport that I've loved since the time I was big enough to put a helmet on. You know, I mean, oh, just so great. I just love seeing it. I, everything about this team I love right now. Um, yeah, uh, there are some parts that are frustrating, of course. But I'm telling you, there is way more good about this than there is bad. And I'm very happy about this team. I think we're going to... Now, I told you earlier, before I get into the prediction, actually this leads up to the prediction. Um, so, no team has scored over 30. Only one has scored 30. But, Nebraska hasn't scored more than 25 in a game. In big games. Now listen, they played the crappy teams, and I didn't even bother to write down the crappy teams because that's exactly what they are. They're awful. Um, but the teams, the three teams that they played that are hard, you've got Miss, uh, Michigan State, you have Ohio, I mean Oklahoma, and you have Illinois, right? Their total defenses on that is Michigan State's 104th ranked nationally, 104th defense. 
Frickin' uh, Nebraska only scored 20 points. Um, Oklahoma, 50th ranked defense in the nation. They only scored 16 points. Illinois, 86th in the nation, and they scored 22 points. So, even though this is a very good offense, and you allow them to get in a groove, they can put 400-some yards rushing like they did last week, right? Against Northwestern. But if you hit them hard and you stay on them, like, I, like I've been pushing this, this week or in this episode, we can outscore them. And I think, we'll, I think we'll be able to put, if we were to be able to put 38 on that great of a defense in Wisconsin with the similar run creates passing opportunities for us, then I think we're going to be able to do the same thing against Nebraska. I think this offensive line has a lot to prove now. Uh, just because they have to, sh- they have to prove that they can do it against good teams, right? Uh, Wisconsin was a nice one because it was over a hundred yards. Anytime you get over a hundred yards rushing, that always helps. That always helps everything, right? So I think look for about a two hundred yard rushing day at, from the offensive line, and watch us be able to pass over their heads with regular base. I think, I think each week, Cade McNamara is getting more and more comfortable with these wide receivers. Don't be shocked to see. I want to say it. I think AJ Henney is going to have at least one. He's going to have a punt return for a touchdown in this one. You're also going to see Roman Wilson have another big game. Um, I would like to see uh, Dalen Baldwin. I think he's going to have a. I think he's coming up. I think watch out for him to to catch some good timely passes like a third and ten type stuff. You know, I just watch Cade really start to uh, gel with these kids. I mean, the more and more that they pass the ball now and they have belief in it, you're going to see this. I think we're going to win thirty five to twenty. It's going to be my guess. I think we're going to pull it out. It's going to be close. You know, it's going to be like a twenty one fourteen type thing going in, like maybe midway through the third. And I think that's just when our defense starts to really hit them harder and starts chipping away and wearing down Adrian Martinez. And we just pull away. I'm going to say 35 to 20 because I don't think they, they have it. I mean, of course they have it in them to score more than 20 points. I just don't think our defense will allow it. I, I think our defense is really out to prove something this season. I think they've. I think twenty twenty. They're taking personally, like they couldn't play, like they couldn't play football, you know. So I, I think they're out there to really show it, to really prove it this time. So that's my guess. I think we're gonna win thirty one to twenty. No, I'm sorry, thirty five to twenty. My fault. Thirty five to twenty. Um, that's it, guys. I mean, another great episode. Uh, once again, go to all the social media, uh, like and subscribe, leave a review, enjoy Twitter. All that, uh, guys, it is great. It is really great to be a Michigan Wolverine right now. Enjoy it. Love it. Uh, every game. I'm just excited to see what – I'm just excited to see what this team does every week. Even if it scares me, I'm still excited to see what this team does because I have faith that they're going to do the right things. Um, and always and forever, guys, go blue.